0: Thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube. So do us a favor: subscribe to the YouTube channel, hit the bell for notifications, upvote the video, comment. And Kara McCutcheon is joining us today, and we are interrupting our normal Chris Beard talk to talk a little football. And Kara's going to be here to talk a little football, and we're going to start with Lane Kiffin, right? And he he appears to be a little bit more locked in this season than he normally is.
1: He really does. Like, I I don't know if you've noticed, but he seems like he's been in Oxford more than I've ever seen this man in Oxford. Like, he doesn't look like he has traveled very much. It doesn't, I mean, he's seen his few, like, fishing trips here or there, but I don't know if he's really been in Florida that much. It feels like he's been in Oxford making a lot of moves, doing a lot of things, like, really just working a lot of the program. I mean, they had this yoga thing the other week. Like, what was that this last week, but yeah. I gotta remember what day we're on. Um, but yeah, they had this yoga thing, and he just seems very dialed in. Like, I, I actually looked at his Twitter the other day, and all his tweets are almost related. Like, there's nothing he's tweeted about that's not almost related.
0: Well, that, that's, you know, honestly, after what Ole Miss went through at the end of last season, th- it makes sense because even he knows that he has some work to do with the fan base. And him appearing locked in and completely bought into the community, that's an absolutely important thing for Lane moving forward, I think.
1: Right. I i just, I don't know. it He seems so, almost like he has that chip on his shoulder that we wanted him to have, right? Like, he just seems like he's doing it. Like, I don't even know what he's up to. they're like, I, sometimes I look at him, like, I feel like Lane hasn't even been on Twitter like three days. And I don't feel like this is the Lane we know. And he just seems so into Ole Miss, which is so strange considering all the stuff we went through with Auburn, but um, he really just seems very dialed in. And a part of me feels like we kind of brought that out of him a little bit during that Auburn situation. I feel like we kind of brought, like, showed him what we wanted. And we almost were like, just go so we can get that. And now he's like, wait a minute. Like, hey, for you bringing the new girlfriend? Like, you know, so he, it's a new lane. It's interesting. Yeah.
0: Yeah, he's like, don't throw dirt on the grave just yet. I'm, I'm Give me a chance right. to turn around. Now, one thing people need to know about Lane Kiffin is he is hyper-competitive. He's an uber-competitive guy, and he's going to do whatever he takes to win. Everybody asks him what his recruiting strategy is or whatever this strategy is. His strategy is simple. He wants to win games. So whatever it takes to win games, that's what he wants to do. He's not forward-thinking, trying to think of a program four years down the road. He's trying to beat Mercer. He's trying to beat Alabama. He's trying to win on the road in Athens. And that is 100% of his mind, not 2024, anything like that. He's digging into this. And I think him being locked in, him realizing that, honestly, after the Auburn situation, he's probably not getting out of here for two or three years. So he needs to win at a really high level if he wants to move to another location. He's making a ton of money. His kids are happy here. There's a lot of positives that can be said for Lane Kiffin moving forward. We just have to see what he does like during the Rebel road trip and that stuff. He's still still some shaking hands and kissing babies that he has to do. But so far, he is not misstepping at all.
1: I, I really have loved every movie he's made. I mean... I, he has really come in and said he was going to make these big changes, and he has. Like, he's brought in all new coaches. He brought in like Pete Golding. That was huge. Um, and as you know, I still tell myself, and maybe I'll lie, I still tell myself he stole him from Alabama. And that's what I'm going to continue to tell myself. I don't care what anyone else says. Um, I think he really chose us over Bama, and I, that's just what I'm going to tell myself. So uh, I'm interested to see what Pete does uh, with. Uh, Franklin, I'm wondering if he can keep him here with Perkins. I mean, man, I'm excited for that. I really hope we can bring Franklin in, um, keep him here in the SIP. And uh, I'm I'm interested to see what Pete does. But I I love these moves that are made this offseason.
0: Yeah, we did a video a couple days back. I'm really impressed with Fred Clark. And I genuinely think Mm -hmm. that Jordan Lockhart was told, is like, hey, you're on the West Coast. You can stay on the West Coast. We're going to take the Mississippi kid because Pete Golding – has ties all in this state, and Fred Clark. I think this kid could be a really good. He's an old-fashioned middle linebacker thumper. Could be really, good, really a boon for that defense. Honestly,
1: I agree. I think that Lagarde move. I think I, I. If you've seen with some of the players that we've kind of had for a while, you almost. See, I think that like I hate to say it, but almost getting pushed out. Like they're they're just changing up so many things from what we've seen over the last couple of years, and I just like watching it. I love seeing what is going to happen next. Like, I don't even know. Um, it looks like some of the guys that we thought originally were going to leave are still kind of hanging around. So, see what happens there. Um, but definitely interested to see what Lane is cooking up.
0: Yeah. And a relatively similar story, like Realtree and Mint scene, you start to see all these M- NIL um, things built up where you can have like these experiences apparently and it seems like a really cool thing in order to stay on the cutting edge of NIL and things like that but I'm, I'm, I'm kind of interested to see where these things will go.
1: So, I kind of want to get my take on this. So, being someone who's probably on Twitter way too much and in these spaces I will tell you how many times we talk to recruits. I can't tell you how many times I have I have the recruits adding me from like 2025, 2026. And I have to be like, please don't add me on Twitter. Like you're way too young to be adding me and I am not in this world. So like I have these recruits and they're in and out of spaces and they're asking questions and they're telling us about their camps and they're telling us about the things they're doing and their goals. And like these, these recruits are dialed in, um, to social media. They, they want you to follow them on Instagram. They want you to be interactive and, um, I think one of the things with Ole Miss is we kind of lag there when you look at like an Auburn, we kind of lag there. When you look at Alabama, we, we even lag there with maybe an A&M. And so I think Ben Vinci is really trying to uh, promote and enhance our social media interactions um, through Ole Miss. And I think he's trying to get almost that younger crowd involved and kind of, you know, he's been going to the student sections and be there and, and getting the student sections riled up and, um, I actually don't even know if he's done this as a job or if he's just helping the school out. I, I actually have no idea if they kind of hired him on in some way as a barstool guy. I, I really don't know. But I, I more and more he just seems to be evolving. Like he's talking to the real tree guy at one point about having his own like camo line. Like so, I'm interested to see Mincy's role in this. Um, I'm interested to see uh, about this real tree camping, or I guess it's not really camping. Hunting experience with Jags and Dart and Eli Acker that we are gonna do. So,
0: yeah, I like the idea of having experience experiences because there are people in the Ole Miss fan base that will bet will drop four bills on that trip. Won't think twice about it with for the opportunity that. They will drop four bills on that trip, and Real Tree could probably make a little bit of money on it. The NIL can make a little bit of money on it, but. In, the, in this world it would work and you could call it a brand representation or something like that with Realtree and I I, I, I like that. It's cutting edge. It's, it's very Lane Kiffin type NIL even though he might not have been the person that set it up but he has made it to where other people think like him a little bit and I think that will help Ole Miss recruiting immensely especially in this state.
1: Well even look at you know, the NASCAR driver, and oh, I'm sorry, I'm not a big NASCAR person, so um, I'm not going to know his name, and I apologize, people. I'm just not. Ricky Stenhouse. But I think it was another. I know Stenhouse, but I thought it was another he, one. He he, he's out the one,
0: the one that da- Tyler, Daytona.
1: So I thought there was another one who reached out to uh, Tyler Jordan for Realtree, and once, like the Ole Miss, like, almost marble, can't, you know, like, headgear for his. Oh, Okay. For his car or when he's driving. I'm sorry, I do not know NASCAR guys. I apologize. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna bust out some NASCAR stuff for you. So it's not gonna sound good. But he even reached out and he wanted the blue marble camel that we had for our helmets. And and even the helmets one like some best design. And so Tyler Jordan is really pushing Ole Miss and he's getting us out there. And um, all these things really do well. Like all these, things, you know, put us on a mat have more people engaged, have more kids look our way. Um I can imagine sometimes when you're looking at Austin, Texas, or you're looking at, um, you know, Florida, like, and then there's Mississippi. So I think these things they're doing to kind of engage everybody in the SIP um, has been really great. And I, I just love this. Watch the continuation of what they're doing.
0: Yeah. And, and, and that real tree helmet that they wore against Kentucky last year, that absolutely needs to come back out. Um, I, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know why it didn't. It's just absolutely fantastic. And it's, I think the powder blue helmet should be our primary, secondary should be that real tree helmet and the third one should be a navy helmet, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, but we have to but we have to keep the LSU uniforms that we wear can't change them.
0: We haven't, we, the haven't we haven't worn the correct uniform for LSU since 20, 2015. 2013.
1: I know, but it has to come back. You have to bring it back. Like it's just, yeah. It doesn't work. We have to bring it back.
0: Yeah, that should be a Navy helmet. That should always be a Navy helmet, red jerseys, gray pants, because mm-hmm. it just goes against that LSU uniform so well. And I I will die on that hill.
1: No, I'm with you. I will die yeah. right next to you because I agree. We need to bring it back.
0: Yeah. Anyway, um, we had yoga in the vault, by the way. And part of yoga in the vault, all the quarterbacks got to – go in there and do their stretching or poses or whatever they were doing in yoga um, on that day. But, you know, Jackson Dart, he looks really comfortable in Oxford right now. I think this spring is a maximum important spring for Jackson Dart moving forward.
1: I think this narrative of pushing Spencer Sanders as a starter that they've been, the media has been trying to push is such a fraud, like just clickbait because Jackson Dart gave no signs of being miserable. He gave no signs of not like it be there. He gave no signs of him and Lane having any kind of struggle. And I understand you're in front of people, but he's still – he's not an actor, like, you know, he's an athlete. So they can't always hide their faces. Um, it also didn't look like it was mandatory, so he was there. He looked like he was having a great time with all the other quarterbacks in the room, some of the other guys. Like, they were joking around. They were doing the different poses. Like, I, this guy does not look – like this, oh, I'm ready to hit the transfer portal. Uh, we're we're not getting along. We're not making this work. I, I don't want to compete. Like all those narratives just sound ridiculous at this point. I think no. this kid definitely wants to compete. I think he definitely looks comfortable in Oxford. And he, he definitely doesn't appear like he's ready to jet.
0: Yeah, if you listen listen to my show on Friday... I, it was it was top five Friday list and it's five players that have the great most opportunity to gain when spring starts and Jackson Dart was number two, on there and and if he just fixes a couple of things all of a sudden he could have such an insurmountable gap in the quarterback competition it's not even it's not even crazy, um, but he needs to um, get over his linebacker blindness that 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 makes me a little bit nervous um, he needs to quit holding the ball so long and he needs to get it out of his hands mm-hmm. and he needs to not turn the ball over. And if he does that, he will be the starting quarterback for Mercer. He's got all the talent in the world. Anybody that says anything other than that, they have an agenda and they're lying to you.
1: I agree. Um I I like Spencer Sanders. I love the Walker Howard ad. Um but I, I really think that Jackson Dart is probably gonna end up that's just my opinion but i think jackson dart will end up being our starter i think um think he'll kind of be working on those days, fixing those days i'm a jackson dart fan. sign i'll say it but um i'm really excited i think he looks fine i think i love having the stack quarterback room i think that's mm-hmm. wonderful <laughs> um i feel like a lot of colleges have that and we're just like finally new to like the talent that's going to be right there so um I don't know. I'm very excited for that part. I'm very excited to see the spring game. As we got, what, a couple weeks for that? A couple, weeks? A couple
0: weeks? It's like April 20th, something like that. So it's a little over a month away.
1: A little month, a little month yeah.
0: So, um, you know, in my opinion on this one, I think the competition is going to be between Jackson Dart and Spencer Sanders. Obviously, the winner of that quarterback competition is going to be the starter, but the loser of that quarterback competition is going to be third team because I think Walker Howard's locked in to be the backup because they want to get him reps for next year. Mm-hmm. Um, so that—that's that my opinion. I, yeah, I, I, I'm pretty much the more this goes on, I'm more than, more than willing to die on that hill as well. Um, so it's pretty interesting. But anyway, thank you for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. Make sure you check out our brand new podcast, Locked On College Basketball. Everything you need to know about college basketball in one place. And at the moment, Ole Miss is probably relevant on there. Plus, you get to hear from big-name experts, insiders, coaches, and players. It's Locked On College Basketball. It's available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. Thank you so much, Kara, for joining us. To Have a good Sunday. We just full disclosure to everybody. We recorded this on Friday, so baseball and everything else can happen a couple days early. But that's the reason this is probably might be a little bit late if something happens. Um, But Kara, thank you very much for stopping by, and um, I look forward to next week. Thanks, you.
1: Hotty
0: toddy. Hotty toddy.